Cincinnati Insurance. This is Nick. How may I help you? Nick, this is Joey Jingola. Joey, what's going on, dude? What's going on, man? Did you just try calling me like a couple times and it didn't go through? I did. I was screaming at you. You didn't hear me. Yeah. Can you hear me now? This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. I know that doesn't have anything to do with insurance, but so when I do these video newsletters for my agency, I try to I try not to talk about insurance a whole lot because everything that I content-wise that you guys put out, what I listen to is kind of like insurance is boring. Talk about something else. It's like 25% insurance, 75% like other things or provide a tip or something like that. So it is boring, but what it protects isn't. That was my good buddy Nick Falhammer of Cincinnatus Insurance in Cincinnati, Ohio. And oh man, this is the... I have quite the internal debate and struggle with this one. And it's a very familiar story of I try not to talk about insurance. We've talked about it plenty of times uh, on this here show. And what I told Nick was, I believe, is it should be 100% insurance in the right place. Now, that might contradict what Nick is doing and in the space that he's kind of currently operating in. But... Um, I think the overall thesis to start here is you need to do what you feel comfortable with in the places that you feel comfortable doing it. Now, what Nick was referencing was uh, a newsletter, a video newsletter. He, he records like little short videos and he, he likes to just dabble in a little bit of insurance. And this is popular, uh, you know, tactic with a lot of people. And I think it's, I think it really comes down to, you know, what you feel most comfortable with. Actually, we, I think this was uh, kind of talked about in a previous episode, like a week or two ago. I can't remember exactly the episode. I could, I could search for it. Maybe, um, maybe it was uh, maybe it was episode two seventy six. How valuable is your creative variable? That might be. That sounds about right. And um, and and again, I, I struggle with the overall kind of, again, general direction of this. I think no, no matter where you start, whether it is insurance or not, I think that's where you got to go because it's just starting is the hard part, right? And I've had you know people really tell me it both ways. And I think no matter what you're doing, as long as you're getting out there, as long as you're hitting publish, as long as you're hitting record, um, it's okay. And a lot of times it is this, well, this is for existing clients. This is a newsletter. This is for people that already know that I do insurance. So there's this need and desire to be uh, a little tip friendly, like to enlighten them in some other way, other than, you know, again, that thing that is boring, that's protecting things that are not boring. Now that was a, that's kind of a tagline I used, you know, insurance is boring. What it protects isn't. And it's, I think I think it's our job to make it tolerable, to make it palatable, to make it, dare I say, I don't, I don't want to go as far as saying enjoyable, but that it's our job to, 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 to allow them 
to be able to get through the process. And, and that's rinse and repeat over and over again, not just the first time, but renewal after renewal after renewal is how do we present that process? Because I tell you what, that's one of the first things that you know really InsureTech is going after is eliminating the friction, eliminating that entire process. So um, just something to consider. These are just kind of actually thoughts that are bouncing all over the place. I didn't really in, in, intend for them to, but I think getting back to the core of it, of focusing and understanding who the content is for, what the objective is, and I guess really to not limit you know, the fact that, yeah, you're already doing content, why can't you make it for people who don't know who you are? Yeah, and I would agree with that. It's not like I'm not creating like a YouTube video and sending out a prospecting uh, email blast or and going all March Madness. It's more for my uh, my existing client base. I, I'm just I'm do service centers. I rarely see people. It's all phone, email, internet. I'm like, well, how do I get this human element? Like people kind of need to like know me without knowing me and. Well, now that's something we can certainly agree on, Nick. How can people know you without knowing you? I mean, that, just write that down, engrave it on a plaque, tattoo it somewhere if you'd like. I don't really care uh, because that is, I mean, there isn't a more meaningful phrase than that. Have people know you without knowing you, right? That is the idea of content. That is the ideal of scaling who you are as a person, your message as an agent, your insurance purpose, right? That is the at the core of it, right? And and really deciding what that's going to be, right? Now, I guess I might have to say I don't know if I necessarily agree with Nick's minorly dismissive attitude towards that attitude of saying like, well, I'm not making a YouTube video. And I would just simply say, why not, Nick? Why not? Uh, why not? Because again, it's all about... It's all really the same thing. It's all through the, the purpose, the lens of um, how do you get people to know you without knowing you? And the one thing that I do love about Nick is he's very upfront and it's just, listen, this is how I do my business. You know, service centers, I rarely meet people. You know, he's okay doing things the way that he wants and not necessarily concerning him uh, concerning himself with the way, you know, it ought to be, <laughs> the way that you know, we've always been taught insurance should be done. And it's, you know, he's, he's, he's okay pushing the envelope in that regards. And, and maybe, maybe the few things that he is doing to, to make people know him without knowing him is what allows him to get away with that. And I don't think there's enough of, we'll say that in the mix of how can you get away with people not knowing you? And I've, I've, again, I've long been on this bandwagon beating this drum that, I'm not suggesting that I don't want to dilute the process. I don't want to, dare I say the C word, commodify things. But at some point, uh, you know, the consumer is going to demand this relationship change and it's going to be us up to us. And it's already happened in some degree, but it's going to be up to us to, um, to answer the call, right? To say, okay, all right, I hear you. Again, just a quick example of, you know, of, of, of how that might change if, you know, one of the, you know, I'm not, I guess, I don't know. I don't do tons of shopping online. I'm, I'm just thinking like, like a Zappos experience, if you will. Um, you know, people say, Oh, you got to try shoes on, right? You can't buy shoes online. And again, I might sound like an old man now and I rarely buy things like this. I buy like one new pair of shoes a year, but, um, you know, they do like a minute and a half video, like on every shoe. And it's just them like 
walking in it and showing it to you. And, and that's enough. And, and, you know, they're making it easy to return the thing. I mean, we've talked about, this is a pretty big, you know, pretty easy example within, you know, e-commerce, but that's changing the relationship. That's, that's allowing people to interact with a product and a service, uh, different than what has, has been expected. And, and again, the, the problem or the excitement with that is that it allows a handful of people to win big, to win bigger than anyone could win before. And that's the thing. And I think that's where the urgency comes into play. Uh, again, I watched, um, it was like a 45 minute, 49 minute Q and a session of actually Gary V at agent 2021. I wish I would have known it was happening. Uh, but it was like, I think a first in line Q and a, and he was saying, you know, listen, with all of these different platforms, when the power shifts, you know, somebody wins and somebody wins forever. And, and that's, I think what we're, what we're really working towards is making sure that, you know, whoever wins forever, it's, it's, it's certainly on our side. And, the, and I, I've, I've kind of gone down a little bit of a rabbit hole here with this, but I think it's, I think it's an important one, right? It's, it's, it's changing that experience and it's putting ourselves in a position to win forever because there is this long debate of what's going to get us there. Is it our knowledge? Is it our personality? Is it our ability to just make relationships and, to help nurture and facilitate the process. And anybody can argue what's ultimately going to make that happen, but you really gotta stick with who you are above everything else. For Xavier University is kind of a pretty big part of my life and all my friends are Xavier and like maybe I should wear a Xavier t-shirt when I do my newsletter video that's only a minute and a half, two minutes long and talk about how it just rained a bunch in Cincinnati and it's going to be raining three pointers in the March madness tournament. So that's literally kind of what I said in the newsletter, kind of corny, but actually I take that back. This is something that we can absolutely agree on above everything else. Anybody that has the ability, the guts to be corny and just really own it. Uh, well, they're my kind of people. I'm going to be honest because it's, it's all right. It's okay. Pulled off, executed well. Um, I mean the reigning threes, it's, it's borderline Nick. I'm not going to, I'm not going to really judge. I'm not going to grade it even though maybe I just did. Um, again, being corny and getting, and not taking yourself too seriously again, sticking to who you are. This is, this is kind of bookending the debate of, of not insurance insurance. What does it need to be? Where do we need to be at to ultimately, you know, put ourselves in a position to win for forever. And, you know, I don't, I don't have the answer. I do know And again, much like anything else, whether it's the type of insurance that you're selling or the way that you're selling it or how you're communicating about it, it's really just up to you to decide and really own the thing. Much like, you know, whether it's corny or not, what makes it work, what allows it to be successful is your ability to commit to it and to really just hit a point of no return. And it's this kind of I'm just kind of going to dip a toe in the water that really gets you in trouble. And then everybody just ends up looking a little foolish because, uh, you know, again, it, it's, it's kind of a half hearted attempt. And then Nick was just kind of giving an example of Xavier, uh, his school where he went to college. And, you know, the fact that, you know, a lot of the people that he ensures are aware of this and are also from the area and his friends are big into it. And it's something that, you know, again, should be communicated, right? It's, I always enjoy when people, 
wear their passions on their sleeves. I like to know who people are, what they stand for, the things that are important to them, sometimes rationally and irrationally. And, and the irrational things, again, are way more fun. And it's just you got to have a handful of those things. And I think that's what builds real real connections. And I think that, that might be one of the things that if we can find a way to scale it and position it and, and leverage it, that, you know, will allow us to stick around as long as we can. And whether that's insurance or not, I personally think that that that, you know, sprinkled in and mixed in with, you know, just you being a ridiculous expert of knowledge of, of insurance is a really, really serious winning combination because not only will it validate your ability to do the, you know, the, the, the table stakes tasks, if you will, but it will also give them a level of kind of interest above and beyond anybody else they thought might be available to them. So very interesting just kind of dynamics across the board of, of what might be involved in this communication, this mixture of insurance, of interest, of things that go into sticking around, being useful, creating relationships that matter, and ultimately, really, at the end of the day, figuring out a way for people to know who you are without knowing you, regardless of what you're talking about. So I kind of have this new underground movement that I think I want to get started trying to get off the ground and maybe you want to support it because I feel like I feel like there's just a need for it in society really to enter a new level of checks and balances to the world and this becomes most apparent when you do any sort of traveling on a regular basis because one of the things that just really prevented me from from sharing I think when I was at IOA conference i just got there to vegas I'm like oh we actually only have our junior suites available and it's just this ridiculous big hotel room and i was like oh this is fun i, I shouldn't post about this but it's just why do i have this absurdly large hotel room for myself gonna fit like my whole family of six in here but I, I guess what i'm saying is i want i want us to have like a code word that we can just kind of comment nonchalantly on these posts that we know it maybe a hashtag uh, maybe like pineapple or something, just like pineapple. Yo, this is so much freaking pineapple happening right now. I don't know what to do with it. Because I think people just need to know or not know or just be confused as to what's happening. You know, like anytime somebody posts a picture, hey, I have two empty plane seats next to me. I won the lottery. I mean, yes, those are moments. They're magical. They should be embraced because nobody really deserves to be that close to humans for that long of time in, in confined spaces. It's just not really natural. I mean, strangers anyways. Uh, and I think if we could all just kind of get on it and, and, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm open to suggestions on the word, I guess is what I'm saying. But uh, if we just all kind of rally together and know that, you know, we don't really necessarily need to, um, we don't need to feel all that, you know, luckiness. Like we don't care as much as maybe you do about this euphoric moment that you're experiencing right now because we're probably in a less euphoric state more than likely, you know, someplace very common mundane possibly with mustard stain on our pants i don't know just who knows what's happening but it's certainly not two airplane seats empty uh euphoric 
and I think people just need to be checked and balanced on that a little bit more. So, you know, pineapple, whatever, you know, take your own passion fruit of choice. I think we can really work it out. But if we could maybe get this ball rolling, I think it'd be fun. Let me know. Joe at agencynation.com. Open to suggestions. I want to roll with pineapple. I'm fine with that, too. Uh, the first time I see it actually in the world, in the wild, it'll be a magic time. Speaking of having magical times traveling, Elevate 2019 is rapidly approaching, I think, 45 days and counting. New Orleans, Louisiana, March 24th, 25th, 26th. And look forward to seeing you there. If you haven't got a ticket, we still have a few left. Still a little bit of room. Head on over to elevateconference.com, and we can have a couple of your own, possibly awesome, euphoric pineapple situations. Uh, you know, maybe even surrounding the ability to acquire insurance knowledge for your agency. Who knows? I'm not going to make any promises, but it could just be that freaking cool. I don't know. Maybe. Elevateconference.com. I look forward to seeing you there.